Welcome to The Sale Ring, a podcast dedicated to real estate brokers, agents, and America's top auctioneers that keep the markets moving. Join your hosts, Sean and Trina, as they talk with most successful realtors, marketing and technology experts, investors, and influencers. This show is devoted to all industry professionals looking to up their game and stay up to date. Welcome to The Sale Ring. Welcome to this episode of the Sale Ring Podcast Show. We've got another exciting show for you today. Mr. Will Metcher with Southwestern Consulting is back in Studio B uh, with Trina and I. Trina, the how are you? official Studio B. I'm great. How are you? I am doing awesome. Mr. Will, how are you today? I'd say good to quite good. Good to quite good. <laughs> nice. Like well, right. I'm, I'm here with you guys again. Studio B, living it up. Studio B. Yeah. yeah. A couple of weeks ago, we we shot a show over at the National Convention for United Country in yeah. Hilton Head, South Carolina. We were at Studio C. No, it was Studio by the Sea. Studio is by the we, Sea. Yes. There it is. That's what we ended so. up saying. Anyway, like we're back it. home. Yes. Studio B. Why can't we do this there? That's what I said. We can just... Go on location every time. It'd yeah. be amazing. Yeah, like it was beautiful out there, sure enough. We also decided that uh, wiring and sand doesn't really mix, so we were kind of out of luck on that. You don't say. Yeah. Computers and the beach. Yeah, they don't, <laughs> don't necessarily like each yeah. other. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got sand on my keyboard. We appreciate you coming in. We have, uh, as always, your uh, wealth of information a uh, professional trainer, professional consultant, business consultant with Southwestern Consulting. How's that gig going? It's going pretty well. Yeah, yeah. it's it's been fun. I've been traveling quite a bit for it. And uh, I was just in Nashville for a conference and get to fly back to to Portlandia. And uh, I have a few trainings coming up. So it's it's been good. It's been hectic in a positive way. Very good. Company's doing well. Company is doing well. Absolutely. <clears throat> We're talking about mutual friends. I know that you're picking up uh, new clientele all of the time, and, and mm -hmm. some of them in the auction business I'm familiar with uh, out in Indiana and different parts of the United States. Now, you live in Oregon. Yes, sir. Yep. And you travel to the Midwest, mm -hmm. meet with your clients, mm -hmm. and uh, then you travel back out to Oregon. So a lot of what we do is over the phone. And okay. so we do biweekly calls. So I get to talk to said client in Indiana every other week. And so every once in a while, we'll have a chance to meet in person. But part of it is getting assigned the right individual for you from a coaching standpoint. Okay. Very good. Yeah. I feel like you know everyone <laughs> in that industry. Like I could pull up another two or three people that we're working with. And you're like, oh, yeah, I went fishing with that guy. Yeah. yeah. I wish. <laughs> I, I like to fish. So <laughs> There you go. You found my weak spot, <laughs> the chink in the armor. Nailed it. We do. I mean, I've spent about 30 years in the in the real estate and, and primarily in the auction business as a professional auctioneer. So I, I've met a lot of people, but there's new people coming into that business every day. And it's uh, it's funny that we're headed down that path about that changing social demographical audience out there, that generational change, because that's what we're going to talk about on the show today. Yeah. Look at that transition there. That's How about a great that? Transition. That was key. So the generational change that we're talking about in the show today. Let's uh, let's dive in. If you're ready, I'm ready. You know, we're all about putting labels on people. So let's <laughs> let's just start this show out right <laughs> off the bat by labeling. How many different generational audiences are there out there? If you you had to put a number on it, if I'm putting a number on it, the ones that I've read, there's five. Okay. 
there's five different types of generations and how they kind of categorize it is it's a quantitative change or a birth year that comes to refer to a qualitative change. So differences in the way that they live, their culture, their values. And if you go all the way back, the traditionalists is, is kind of like the initial like first generation that most people will talk about. And that's like 1990, born in 1990, or 1900, sorry. 19, <laughs> I was going to say, yeah. oh, I'm a traditionalist. <laughs> yeah. uh, 1900 <laughs> to 1945. Okay. So if you're thinking about, you know, what were those people influenced by, uh, it's pretty obvious World War II, mm-hmm. you know, the Korean War, the, mm-hmm. the Great Depression. Yep, yep. So all that shapes who they are, mm-hmm. right? That's um, their life experiences. Right, yeah. their life yeah. experiences. Then there's the baby boomers, 1946 to 1964. Mm-hmm. We got Gen X. 1965 to 1980, and then the good old millennials, the one that everyone <laughs> likes to talk about. That's typically 1977. They change, but 77 to 94 is typically the the millennials, and then the ones that nobody talk about too much is the the Gen Z, the young young Younger, folks. Yeah. Yeah. When would Gen Z start? 1998. Okay, so that would be um, ten. We're nearing 20 year olds. Yeah, uh, actually, twenty-one year olds. Twenty-one yeah. year olds. So yeah. they're they're twenty-one years old. They're just kind of starting to get out out of the nest. They're getting yeah. out into society. We're going to be uh, forced to yeah. do business with them. You know, mm-hmm. like, like it or love it. So mm-hmm. um, they're fully engrossed. They're drinking now. They're twenty-one. Oh. So they they are doing the thing. <laughs> that is gross. Yeah. <laughs> no, you know it's it's interesting because if you think about what they're what their exposure has been to the world. Somebody right. made a comment to me just in the last week. Their kids have no idea what life is like without a phone in their mm-hmm. hand. That's, they, yeah. they have no experience. And well, Trina, your kids. I think it was probably me that said that to you. Yeah, I have a, a four-year-old, a 17-year-old, and a 15-year-old. Um, all, all my kids, that's the age range. So my 17-year-old and 15-year-old don't know what life is like unplugged at all. And then the four-year-old doesn't even know like what life is like without a tablet or you know on demand and things like that. So mm-hmm. it, it's pretty crazy just even the difference between their age groups. Absolutely. And I think it's interesting because I think we like to think that generational gaps are so much bigger than they actually seem to be. Like the media makes it out to mm-hmm. where, oh, like Gen X is so much different than um, millennials. Mm-hmm. At the same time, we're all growing up. We're all alive right now. Mm-hmm. So we're all seeing social media. We're all experiencing all that. So I think that's a common misconception when it comes to these generational gaps is that there's not really that many, it's not as as defined of a gap as most people think it could be. Well, let me throw something out though. If just because social media is out there and it's going on, if you didn't grow up around that and you have different interests you're maybe in a kind of a non, um, what's the word that I'm looking for, uh, where we're, we're socializing out here. If you're not a super social animal, you may not be on Facebook or Twitter yeah. or LinkedIn yeah. or social media. I know a fair amount of people in rural communities, in the farm communities and things, they have no social media accounts at all. Mm-hmm. So just because it's out there doesn't mean that everybody's on it or using it. Very good point. Yeah. When yeah. you're young, 
and your social influences as a child are all on Facebook or all on uh, what is it, the new one? They say all of them are a lot of the younger generation are moving it's like off the Twitter of Twitter and all. Yeah, they're moving Instagram off Instagram of, and all. They're that. moving off of yeah. Facebook to. Or to uh, there, there's Snapchat, Snapchat, and yeah. Instagram. Instagram. So. Yeah. Which if is actually your, owned by Facebook. Yes, they're that, all the same. They're all company. connected. I had no doubt. You know, <laughs> yeah. those guys are sharp. And hey, you people right. are leaving. Let's build something else for them to go to, right? Exactly. Yeah. But if all of your social influence, if your if your um, peer pressure is positioning you out there to get on those social platforms, they're going to be raised on those platforms where that older demographic was not. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah, and it's going to be their choice if they're to uh, adopt those those platforms. Like social media, Facebook, all that, especially in a business sense. Absolutely. Yeah, that's that's huge. Well, I think it's it's also really interesting if you look at how these generations developed and it's a product of our upbringing, right? So if you look at millennials, well, who are the parents of, of millennials, right? You have some of them are from baby boomers and some of them are Gen Xers. Mm-hmm. And so there's this concept that, oh, like, you know, forget the millennials, like they're ruining our culture, they're ruining our society. Well, that's a product of their parents and how they were. That's you raised raised. us to be that way. Yeah. Right. Like think about very easy example, digital technology, Mm -hmm. right? You have these kids, these kids these days, I'm a a millennial. (laughs) I fit in that category. So do you. Yeah. Yeah. Technically. What about me? (laughs) Nope, you less, don't fit in Less there. so. <laughs> yes, you're pretty quick on the draw. I was. Draw McGraw over here. <laughs> so you get these kids that are on social media and they're posting and it's all about this quote unquote social feedback, mm-hmm. right? And people are, you know, they're frustrated about those, those individuals, those kids, you know, young adults. That existed already, right? Mm-hmm. The whole concept of keeping up with the Joneses mm-hmm. and this image it's just portrayed now so much differently and the information gets to everyone so much faster, right? So as people are developing, it's literally the differences is just the speed in which we receive information, traditionalist to, to Gen Z now. And so you can look at it from a, a pure marketing standpoint, a pure interaction standpoint. It's all that much faster. Yeah, interesting. In professional training and coaching, where does that leave you? when you're visiting with, well, let's go to your client. Do you look at the age of your client to coach them differently based on that knowledge? So if you have a 30-year-old professional that you're doing coaching with, Mm -hmm. or if you have a 70-year-old that you're doing coaching with, will you coach those two differently because of the generation, you know, the way that they're going to engage into different types of marketing or mediums that they're going to use for advertising or their daily, what do you call them, IPAs? Income-producing you know, activities. Income-producing yeah. activities that are going to be different for both. But how, how does that play into that generational change? That's really interesting. I don't think I've ever really thought of that because I don't think it matters. Okay. And it's, a, it's also a perception thing. So I'm 30, and I have a couple of clients that are in their 60s. And so the initial perception, you know, and I've had it before where people are fearful of working with someone that's younger than them. But if if you're in tune to what's going on, you almost want to work with somebody that's a little younger because they understand the market and mm-hmm. how to how to market to younger individuals. You know, we're not marketing traditionalists anymore. The main generation that's out there working are millennials. Yeah. They're the ones that have the highest percentage of folks in the workforce. So when it comes to getting paired with clients, I think it behooves, that's the, the word of the day, behooves. 
<laughs> it, it behoove. Behoove. Behooves. Am I saying it wrong? No, no. I think behoove. you're saying it right. I, I just want to He's just from way. Oklahoma. I, I just want to emphasize the B. Proper yeah. speak. <laughs> proper speak. Uh, good old Oklahoma. Um, <laughs> that ain't right. Uh, so my family's from there. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna make fun of. I Oklahoma. have family there as yeah. well. Just so uh, everybody's clear. <laughs> all right, we're all cool with each other. Yeah, then. we are. Yeah, we're good. We no more dinging on Oklahoma. No, we'll still ding on it, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you ding on Missouri, and yeah. I'm, I'm from Missouri. It's great. Uh-huh. It's easy. Missouri. Nope. Uh, <laughs> See, you're you're yes. too. You're from Oklahoma. You're on that southern portion. Missouri. Us Northerners up here say Missouri. <laughs> Thank you. I'm yeah. on the same boat, Trina. Uh-huh. Yeah, I say Missouri. Anyway, that was I, a weird. I lost track of what I was saying. <laughs> exactly my case yeah. of point we, right behoove there. Behoove is yeah. where you left off. So we were um, talking about behoove. Yes. To, it, it behooves them to work with younger individuals that, and it doesn't necessarily have to be younger, but people that understand the market and what's mm-hmm. going on today and how it's best going to help their clients. Right. And I think that the sales in general has changed so much. Yeah. It, yeah. I mean, it used to be the buy now, right? And getting like the whole used car salesman mentality of just like high pressure sales, like that, mm-hmm. that was okay. Right. And that was just what was around and it's totally changed. And part of that is because of the younger generations coming up and they have so much connection to. Oh, this is what you're telling me? Okay, well, let me look at three or four other quotes uh-huh. right now yeah. while I'm talking to you. Yeah. So it does. It does change how market is the, the market works. It does change how real estate works, how sales in general work. And that's that's really, really that's why I love talking about this stuff, because it it makes sense to understand different generational gaps and how you can market towards those individuals and work with them, right? Yeah. Yeah. I can't hardly help but believe because of the, and it's not always about work ethic. It's just sometimes it's about we're products of our environment. There is salesmanship 101 out there in the marketplace from that early generation, 30s, 40s, 50s, you know, into the 70s, a filling station or a gas station, for example, it's full service. And somebody knew how to come out and actually greet a customer, how to service them, how to take care of them and send them on down the road. And it was professional service that's getting lost obviously, mm-hmm. today. right? I can't hardly believe that there's not an opportunity for the older generation to train the younger generation to be better salespeople Absolutely. Yeah. In, this, in this generational change. I want to talk about that just a little bit. Absolutely. So the older generation training the younger generation on how to be exceptional salespeople. Exactly. Yes. Okay. That's such an interesting concept because I think part of it is it's just who they are, Right. And I think to touch on one quick point here, a lot of people see millennials as lazy and slackers. They actually work more hours in general than most of the other generations. And their idea of work-life balance is just work and life. Together, yeah, right. all is one. So I think part of the what they need in, in a job and how to manage millennials, I think that's a, a good way to put it. They care about experience. They care about impacting the world, Mm -hmm. impacting their clients, feeling like they're making a difference, right? So when I'm speaking to a leader that is is working with millennials, I think it's really important that they actually get to know them. And that's that's becoming a big part in in society and culture today. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, when when my parents were growing up, when they had jobs, it was very like drastic work-life balance difference. You don't Mm -hmm. talk about what's happening at home, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now it's it's completely different. 
you it's it's almost like we just put it all out there yeah let's talk about everything what's going on at home how is that affecting work because it all works together mm-hmm. right it's interesting to me the things that people will put on social media that we that I at least consider private, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm going through a divorce. I'm going to put all of my information out there of of, you know, abuse or infidelity or mm-hmm. you know whatever it is. I mean, I'm putting everything out there on Facebook, on social media and and uh, obviously for that older generation, if that was present it was kept extremely quiet you know it was it was embarrassing um, mm-hmm. there's a growing culture in this country that they're not embarrassed that easy they, mm-hmm. yeah they'll just put it all out there it's it's yeah. all coming out yeah it's so show, so. showmanship 101 right yeah oh, <laughs> instead yeah. of salesmanship it's more showmanship <laughs> yeah. but uh, it's and i don't know that that's a good thing yeah, I, I don't think that that's necessarily a good thing. I, I think we we've got to get um, back to a culture that's that's embodied with self-respect. Yeah, and that uh, has that kind of that core belief system and that core culture about the the family unit. You know that that pride, that self-worth. Uh, there's there's some missing ingredients out there in uh, in a growing culture. I don't want to go off on a long tangent about that, but yeah. that's some of the stuff that, you know, it's all going to start with the older generation being able to train or shepherd the new generation into being better salesmanship or better salesmanship skills. Mm-hmm. You have to have a willingness to want to learn from an individual. So it's about mutual respect right off the bat. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, at the same time, that younger generation, you know, needs to be there and, and kind of progressing things forward as far as technology. And as you mentioned, you know, the whole work-life balancing and how they're working nonstop, basically, that that needs yeah. to be brought up on the flip side of that. So, I mean, they need to work together to get that older generation more in tune with what, you know, who's buying right now is doing. So, mm-hmm. so if I was to speak to a leader that has millennials that they're working with, mm-hmm. I think there's a couple big takeaways. And to be exact, there's four takeaways that that they can actually use in order to really work. And, and part of this isn't just working with millennials. It's, it's just being a good leader. Yeah. Um, it's just that there's so many more millennials. And we were speaking about PCs before. For, for you, Sean, that's podcast, right? What was, what was PC for you? Personal computer. Personal computer. <laughs> there we go. Uh, there's some generational gap there. Yeah. So PC in, in, in the coaching world is having a personal conference. Mm-hmm. And having a personal conference for leaders is actually taking the time once or once a week or every other week to have a chance to sit down with their salesperson or somebody that's on their team and hear how things are going. Tell me about your week. What went well? What's been on your mind? What's been frustrating to you? What's been a challenge? How's everything at home, right? And getting to actually spend some time with that person because millennials, they value that. They, mm-hmm. they value like, I want to feel like I'm cared for. And so that's a, that's a big piece in really any sales role because you're also learning, like, how can I help you? Mm-hmm. And I think so many people are losing millennials because they are. They do jump jobs because they see value more in how am I impacting the world? How am I helping others value in their career and less about their, their job? Does that make sense? It makes perfect sense. Yeah. It makes less sense to the older yeah. audience. Yep. It makes new sense or, or better sense to the newer audience, the younger audience. My son, I have a son right now that's uh, 21, be 22, I guess, mm-hmm. in September. And he's graduating 
No, he's great. He's 23. He's graduating <laughs> at Truman. Yeah, I should know how old he's my actually son 35. Is. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> but he brings that up. When when I hear him, and he's he's a very smart kid, you know, he's getting ready. He just got accepted to Florida University uh-huh. uh, to pursue his doctorate, and uh, he's going to get a doctorate in chemistry mm. a, and, and something you physical did well. chemistry. Or, <laughs> yeah. He's a smart kid, but yeah. his conversations center around what's important is he wants to make an impact somehow on the world, and it doesn't have to be the biggest impact. It just has to be an impact that's important to him, and he wants to pursue that. Because there's some other paths out there that, you know, may be a little bit quicker to uh, to kind of get ramped up and to make some revenue and some income. But he's he's playing the long game right now to pursue his dream of making an impact. Mm-hmm. I think so. It's interesting what you're saying where you spend time doing you called it uh, a PC. PC. Not podcast. Not personal pod- conference. Personal conference. Yep. And that is, how are you doing? I, you know, I, I'm, I'm here. I actually care about you. It's, it's having a conference and saying, this is bigger than just coaching. I want to get to know you. Uh, you know, we can, we can be friends and have a business relationship at the same time. And maybe there's something for the older generation to, uh, to take hold of there also. Mm-hmm. It, that may be something that's getting lost when you work all the time. It's, you need to socialize a little bit too. Exactly. One part of it, yeah. Like, tell me what went well this week. Yeah. What do you? What were you excited about? What went well? And it's interesting. There was a there was a study that I read, and it, and it talks about how eight out of ten millennials would like their manager to behave as a coach or a mentor, investing in their professional development. So they they look for that. They crave that. They want people to sit down with them and how can I help you? Yeah. Give right? me feedback and let yeah. me know what needs. Yeah. I can see that. They are coachable. Like, mm-hmm. give me, put information in my head. And and then that kind of goes into the second point of the importance of making sure that meetings, if you're holding a meeting for a, a team, right? Never hold meetings just to hold meetings. <laughs> People do that all the time. Every Tuesday, we're having a meeting. This is and- one of my favorite memes is I survived the latest uh, company meeting buttons or, you know, like first place trophy thing. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. I, I, gotta try. I stayed awake for the whole uh-huh. meeting. <laughs> you know, the thing that eats me up is if you, if, so people will schedule meetings for one hour. I'm going to yeah. say it's a phone conference. Yeah. They feel obligated to use that entire the whole hour. hour. Yeah. Yes. Like, Guys, let's get off of here after 20 minutes if yeah. that's what's needed. Or seven. Yeah. You yeah. know, listen, if it's if you don't have a lot to say, let's just get on and say what we need to say and, and have our pleasantries and get the business over and get off the phone. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be an hour just because it's on the calendar. You know, it's OK mm-hmm. to do something else. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think part of that comes from sitting through bad meetings. <laughs> yes. And and that's that's kind of the the big point for working with with younger individuals is if you're going to hold a meeting hold a meeting where there's actually value yeah or give us something to talk about, about or t- to learn yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. oh exactly so not just to hold a meeting to hold a meeting but are you providing value is there a speaker is there, are you talking about how to increase x y and z in your business actual tangible topics instead mm-hmm. of let's review what the mls looks like let's review what Blah 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 blah. Yeah. Like, yeah. that is good information. But millennials, if if it's just information, they would much rather get it in a form of an email. Yes, shoot me an email, give me a text, whatever, newsletter, mm-hmm. whatever you got to do. Yeah, What's I agree happening? with that. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. The third one is just this idea that the the idea of creating culture along with a business, right? 
So this idea of these young people, they want to feel like they're a part of something big. And so if they have an office that they're working in and the office is just focused on, we need to sell more. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. Their value isn't necessarily an in income. And it's, it's in the company am I working for? Like, are they providing value to the world? So cultures, like for companies to actually have a creed and a mission statement and what are the values? What do you represent? Like they crave that stuff. Give it mm-hmm. to me, right? What's going to happen to the trade industry? What's going to happen to assembly lines eventually in the future with that mindset? Because it's pretty hard to feel like you're making a significant independent impact in the world when you're standing on an assembly line, you know, putting rivets in a door every day. Or, mm. And I know a lot of that's being automated by machine by machines, but, you know, where, where, where does that leave us, you know, mm. in, the, in the trade industry? Interesting. I think part of it is, is those individuals can find purpose to what they do. And, well, the fact that I'm pushing this button and I'm checking the temperature on this is making sure that this little gadget doesn't blow up in somebody's face. So I do have purpose. And so I think part of it is with leaders, part of their job is to help those, those workers find purpose in what they do every day mm-hmm. and find value in what they do. Because, again, income is secondary, mm-hmm. right? It's kind of like parents. You know, I heard this from my parents all the time. And you're, you're a parent, like follow your passion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do, do what you're passionate 100%. about. That means income isn't always the primary thing that those, those millennials are looking for. Yeah, what's the saying that goes with that? It's, you know, do what you love and you'll never work a day in your life or something along those lines. Mm-hmm. That's not the actual quote. That's no, no, no. the Trina I, version of that quote. The, yeah, the, Trina version, <laughs> the Trina version works fine. I, I get exactly what you're saying. I just Here's what I'm fearful of with, uh, with a, a, a younger audience, this new audience that mm-hmm. is moving from port to port out here in the job market. Let's go back to that assembly line. They're mm-hmm. going to get tired of pushing that red button a lot sooner. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The day of the employee that comes in and does that for 30 years is, I think, that that's a thing of the past. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, but future, you t- also talked about automating, and that, that might be why a lot of this is getting automated, because nobody wants to press a red button 24 hours a day. It could. You also take out the human error whenever yeah. you, if you have a machine that's doing the same thing the same way every time. It's it's easier to manage its efficiencies and but uh, I, I think somebody that is doing that job is going to have to be rotated from that job to another one. Mm-hmm. You've got to you've got to build that into the business because you have a changing demographic. Mm. Yeah, that's true. Absolutely, I couldn't agree more. I think part of that too just fits into what do these individuals value, right? And when we talk about values, that each generation values different things. And so I'm curious. We can kind of do a little quiz here. Yeah. Um, Hold on. Before we get to that quiz, yeah. here's what we're going to do, because I think this is going to be a lot of fun. We're going to slip away. Okay. We're going to hear from our sponsors. And when we come back, we're going to talk more with Will Metcher, Southwestern Consulting, and we're going to have a quiz. So we'll be back in just a few minutes. Are you looking for heavy equipment but unsure where to start? Then you need to check out AuctionTime.com. Buying great equipment has never been easier than bidding online at AuctionTime.com. What are you waiting for? Online auctions are closing every Wednesday. So register and start bidding today. AuctionTime.com, the way to buy heavy equipment. Crude oil, natural gas, coal, 
Buying and selling minerals is a breeze when you have the right energy professionals on your team. Mineralmarketing.com is a leading resource for America's mineral owners. Whether you're wanting to lease or sell your mineral rights, Mineral Marketing has you covered. Mineralmarketing.com, the oil and gas marketplace. Thinking about selling a real estate investment but worried about the taxes you'll have to pay? Property owners just like you have solved their tax issue with a Starker Services 1031 exchange. One call could save you a fortune in taxes. Call Starker Services today at 800-332-1031 or visit online at www.starker.com and keep the tax dollars working for you. Ever dream of owning a country estate, historic home, or lakefront property? Log on to unitedcountry.com. Would you like to retire to a home built on breathtaking acreage in the mountains? Unitedcountry.com. Ever dream of your own private hunting preserve? UnitedCountry.com. Over 30,000 farm, recreational, and lifestyle properties are just a click away, helping people find their American dream for over 90 years. We will help you find yours. Log on now to UnitedCountry.com and find your freedom. And we're back in the studio with Will Metcher from Southwestern Consulting, talking about generational changes and millennials and yeah. All kinds of fun stuff. Trina, yeah, so, during the break, you were talking about... Yeah, the, before we get into the quiz, which I think is going to be amazing yeah. from what it sounds like, I wanted to revisit your question about, you know, what's happening to the trades mm-hmm. and, you know, to the whole trade industry. If all the millennials aren't doing it, you know, what, what's going to happen to it? And just, you know, having a kid in high school, 17-year-old in high school, junior in high school... What I've seen is a lot of his friends are getting back into the trades right now because it's lucrative for them. Mm-hmm. And we've made it more an award-based system and, and things like that and more readily available. And just people aren't doing it because, for instance, my generation was, we were all told, oh, you're going to college and you're going to do something with that college degree. Mm-hmm. So now we're not really putting that kind of pressure on, I haven't put that kind of pressure on my kids. Fortunately, my, you know, I think fortunately my son wants to go to college, move on to college and his plans after school are are in the medical field, weirdly, but I say weirdly (laughs) because that's not anything I would ever do, but um, that's where he wants to go. But four out of five of his friends are all planning to go into either automotive, welding, or another trade. I mean, it's, it's crazy to me that they're all just playing, that's their plans. And that's interesting. Yeah. So, so, so the hope is there, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Absolutely. Thinking about where Gen Z, like when their upbringing, what were they around, right? What were the things that were going on in their lives and in, in, in your son's life? Recession. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Another big one, mounting student debt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right? Rise in, in healthcare costs. All that it leads to these people that are like, I don't want to go spend thirty thousand, forty thousand dollars a year to go to college and then maybe not have a job. Mm-hmm. If there's an alternative, yeah, yeah. If absolutely. there's an alternative that'll yeah pay the bills instead of that, yeah, yeah. Where can I go? What does that look like? Mm-hmm. And so it's it's causing Gen Zers, people that are born after nineteen ninety eight, to be a little bit more slightly jaded in a sense that their focus is is a little bit more financially driven. Mm-hmm. So that totally makes sense that four yeah. out of five of your... That's your, why he wants to go in, into the medical field because it makes more money. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> That's exactly what his focus is. Yeah. That's funny. Mm-hmm. 
You just have to see past all the crazy amounts of debt that you Mm -hmm. have to get into to go into that that field. And then you're making all the monies. Maybe. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Very interesting thought process. Well, it definitely is because I, everywhere you go, there's, there is an apparent shortage in the trade industry in a lot of, uh, in a lot of these um, rural economies across and and commerce across the U.S. and seeing the younger generation going into auto, you know, into mechanical field, into heating and air, into general contracting fields. Maybe it's, uh, maybe that's society kind of Mm self-correcting out there. And that's a, that's a good thing. When we were breaking away for the commercials, the sponsorship, Will, you had mentioned a quiz. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to take a quiz. Well, I'm just curious to see from your guys' perspective if you can kind of pinpoint said values based on the different generations, you know, because I think we have at least two different generations in this room. Mm -hmm. And I think it goes also back to this idea that not all, like there's a stereotype for each generation and there can be good in every single generation. It's just working differently. So I got some values here. Okay. And I'm going to ask you, and it's it's going to be the four main generations, traditionalists. Right. So those are the old folks. I'm going to write these down. Jot so this down. Traditionalist. Traditional. Traditional. We got the baby boomers, the Gen Xers. Just missed it. Yeah. You're you're on the cusp. You're, I am you on you the are cusp. a Gen Xer, right? Yes. Um, and then millennials. You guys need the years again, or you got it? Mm, yeah. Okay. So uh, tr- no, no, we don't need the years. You again. got I'm, it. Yeah, I've got okay. it. It's what the, yeah, it was. sorry. <laughs> so some core values: equal rights, extremely loyal to their children, personal gratification, question everything. What are you guys' thoughts? So you want us to put a generation next to each one of those? That's all one generation. Oh. Oh, that's oh. I'd have to say baby boomers. Really question every uh, I don't know. I would say Gen X. Equal rights, kids. That's, well, that's baby boomers. Trina, what are your thoughts? I'm torn between Gen X and millennials, honestly. You're so young. I know. I like I like being able to say that around you as well. No worldly experience. <laughs> you just need to pay me more so I can get some worldly experience. <laughs> I think we need a worldly experience. All right, experience so does that answer the questions right there? <laughs> like, did I already answer that? So that's uh, the, 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 tr- the correct answer is baby boomers. Oh, okay. He it is right. baby boomers. One so for Sean. All one right, for we'll Sean. Put a tally on yeah. Sean. Thank you. There you go. Thank you very much. All okay. Right. You ready? Yeah. Hard work. I'm going to make it a little little harder. I'm only going to give three. Hard work, loyalty, and patriotism. Traditionalist. Yep, traditionalist. Mm, well done. Okay, okay, that's good. So, two for you, one for me. That word would totally give <laughs> A little away. competitive here. <laughs> Sorry. High morals, self-confident, and optimistic. Mm, millennials. I'm going to say Gen X. Mm, final answer? Gen X. Okay. It's millennials. Mm-hmm. Oh. All tied up. Oh, we're tied up. <laughs> Look at she that. catches up. Okay. I'm going to make it a little bit more difficult. I'm going to switch up. So we're if we're talking about, ooh, this is, this is relevant, work ethic. Mm-hmm. Okay. So someone that pays your dues, they work hard and they respect authority. Gen X. I'm going to go back to traditionalist. 2-1. There you go. It's traditionalist. Ah, uh, 3-2. to two. 
Is it three to yeah, two? Yeah, three okay. to two now. Oh, yeah, you, you counted three to, the ones. Yeah. Three to two, but who's keeping score? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I've got a tally mark right here. <laughs> okay. We can revisit it later. So this is this. You're is also good. behind. I know. <laughs> this is gonna. This is gonna be a good one. Ambitious. What's next? Multitasking. Millennials. Millennials. Yes. Absolutely. I, that, I, I threw a softball for you. Yeah, that was... Yeah. Yes, you did. Oh, that's a pretty easy one. And it keeps me in the lead. Mm, okay, so I'm going to go to one workplace view of time at work. This is good. Workplace view of time at work. So projects-oriented, they get paid to get the job done. Mm, it's a little bit more challenging. I'm going to say boomers on that one. Generation X. Are you looking at the sheet? No. What did? You, why did you say you, that? You do have a window behind you, just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> Not that I can see a screen in. He's a Gen Xer. He doesn't have the best eyesight. Yeah, because <laughs> the reason I say that is because you just described me. Oh yeah, right. Uh, okay, that makes sense. Say those again. So project oriented, handsome. articulate yeah um and they get paid when the job is done so that's why i thought boomers right there because gen xers never had to wait around to get paid like you think you think more hardship times to get paid for the work that you know yeah so and the there's a i kind of disagree with one of the the next ones effective workers but they're done at five o'clock on the dot yeah i for for gen xers no. Oh, these are new traits a, you're giving us. Trait. Okay. Effective workers, but they're gone at five o'clock on the dot. They view work as a gig or something that fills the time between weekends. Mm. Mm, I'd say millennials on that. I'd too. have to say millennials on that too. It is, but I think there's a there's kind of a it doesn't necessarily go together because one of the traits or one of the work ethics for millennials is entrepreneurial. And you can't be entrepreneurial if you're finishing work at, at five, five. Yeah. or if you're in a sales position, right? You're kind of working all the time. Now, there is something to be said as far as work-life balance, but they, they kind of don't go together. Traditionally, entrepreneurship will not let you off at five o'clock, but I think it's more, and in what I've read, it's more about a mindset of allocation of work versus non-work activities, family, time off, you know, just decompressing, getting away from the job. And, and they're, they're trying to compartmentalize yeah. their life out there into ask ah, getting close to five. And my entrepreneurship, my entrepreneurial spirit that I have is going to lead me down a path, but I'm only going to allocate a certain amount of time to that. Mm. Okay. Maybe there's a way to look at that. Yeah, I think there is something to be said there. Now, the old diehards, like my grandparents and, and the baby boomers, you know, yeah. traditionalist baby boomers, they'll work 24 hours a day until they get a job accomplished because mm-hmm. it was about the mission, the task, and not mm-hmm. as much about the, the downtime and the environment. And, and not that they weren't good yeah. family men or good providers, but they looked at themselves as revenue or providers for a family unit, and that was a more of a responsibility. It was more of a duty or a challenge mm-hmm. to them. And if the revenue wasn't there, then they have to work harder. Well, and part of that is because if, if they're not making money, they're not putting food on the table and it's it's putting their families in danger where I think that's a little, it's not necessarily there anymore. 
I think it's always pretty easy. If you want to have food, there's there's some way that you can be able to go out and get food. And it's like, well, if I don't work as hard, I'm not going to be able to spend as much money at, you know, on vacation or taking blah, 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 whatever it is. So like the the value of why you have to work hard, I think that's kind of where you can kind of pinpoint it. What is the purpose of work? And then also when you're dealing with money, where does that come from? Like millennials, they earn money to spend it. Where traditionalists, I mean, what were they going through? They were going through like Great yeah, Depression. They're, they're hoarding everything and yeah, the, everything they have, they worked hard for yeah. and they're going to save it, save it, save it, save Put it. Put it away, pay in cash, agree. right? They got to save, save, save. Not the bank. Oh yeah. Can't trust the bank. <laughs> no. No. By the way, that still exists in the U.S. I, I, I'm aware. <laughs> I've ran into some people that are like, "Wow, bank? No, that's our that's our mattress. We got a spot in the that's backyard." Crazy. Yeah, very true. Will we've got a new audience coming on the scene? Uh, they think differently. They act differently than uh, what the older generation is used to. Give us some key takeaways from this show when you're coaching. Uh, individuals like myself, uh, if they're in the real estate, if they're in the auction business, how are we going to approach them and, and entice them to either want to do business with us or to join us? I'd say the the biggest piece here is millennials crave meaningful work and want to feel like they're contributing to their organization's mission. And so if I'm speaking to a leader, first off, what's your mission? Why do you do what you do? It's not just about bills anymore and paying your dues. It's how are we giving back? It's it's wanting more than a paycheck. You know, they they value that work-life balance, that flexibility, having a chance to help others. And part of it is just getting to know the individual as far as what what do they value? Why do they see it's important? Why do you want to work hard? Turn it around and ask them, right? Yeah. It's actually, this is a weird concept. It's listening mm. to your employees, your salespeople. My what good friend values? Jimmy Dean says that's why uh, that's why God gave you two ears and one mouth. <laughs> Listen more than you talk. I love it. And I think just the last piece is just the importance of creating value-based work and how do you put value in what you're doing. If you're selling a home, how does that impact someone? If you're selling a computer, how does that impact someone? and helping them see the the real purpose behind what we do on a daily basis. So you don't have to continuously micromanage them. They're going to do what they, they want to do. And if they see value in that, they're going to keep working. They're going to work crazy hard. They're going to be incredible workers. And they're going to be the ones that are going to teach you how to use social media so you can market yourself better. And that's another win. Absolutely. That younger generation will shepherd the older generation into the technology. And mm. I would love to be there for that. It's going to be an interesting show. This is an interesting show. Will, it's always a pleasure to have you in the studio. Um, it's another insightful show. Uh, it's plug time. Tell us how to get a hold of you. Southwestern Consulting, where do they find you at? Very easy. It's just willmetcherswc.com. And uh, we actually have a fun little uh, giveaway. We actually send out monthly a fun little newsletter on sales, on leadership. That's all it is. It's just a good little newsletter. The easiest thing to do, it's incredibly easy to, to start getting those. All you got to do is send an email to willswcbonus.com. Sorry, it's willswcbonus at gmail.com. At gmail.com. Okay. I didn't write it down. I'm it's like, like there's, it's a there's, no, <laughs> an, there's not an at there. There needs to be an at. Willswcbonus at gmail.com. And it's just a plethora of positive, good information on sales, on leadership. 
So that's that's one way. And then obviously my my website um, for all the the United Country folks and really any other any company in general. We're actually doing complimentary workshops and training on whatever those leaders need to hear. So that's that's the website to go to is willmetrswc.com. And in, you know, you spell Metcher? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it's M E T S as in Sam, C H E R S W C dot com. We were just talking about that phonetically spelling. Yes, we were. Yes. Sean, Sean You want me to spell that for you? Yes. Yeah. Phonetically? Yeah. yeah. Whiskey, style. Mike, Echo, Tango, Sierra, Charlie, Hotel, Echo, Romeo at swcbonus.com. Is that right? Will swcbonus.com. Did you say hotel? I did for H. Is for that H. is that what it is? It's hotel. It was when I was in the service. Ah, I like just make things I up. I said ham or something really ham. ridiculous. Ham, <laughs> H is in ham, carrots, H like lettuce, hair. <laughs> I think at this point anybody will just go with it. Yeah, oh, that sounds yeah. good. Okay, whatever. I don't know what army you were in. I was in no army. <laughs> she was in the food army. <laughs> Uh, Trina, one key takeaway from this show I want to make point of, you lost in the yes, game, I did. The quiz game. By two. Sean won. So, uh, Will, thank you so much for being in the studio. As always, it's a great time. Miss Trina, thank you. Mm-hmm. And we will see you next time inside the sale ring. This episode has ended, but your journey to greatness continues. To access all resources and links mentioned in today's show, head over to www.thesailring.com now. That's www.thesailring.com.